One down, two to go I never thought I could feel this low It's hard to understand Why things gotta be this way I miss you more, you're so far away You know I feel
checking out another episode of Radio Bypass, and today we've got another great guest joining us. This man has played guitar with Lita Ford, Heaven, and uh, many others, Talis, you name it. Uh, he's probably played on a whole lot of records that you've got in your collection, too. And he now has his own group with a record coming out in 2020. I'm talking about guitarist Mitch Perry. How are you, Mitch? I'm doing good here, out here in lockdown in California. How about yourself? Oh, the same, lockdown, but uh, so far as we know, in my household, corona-free, so got to count our blessings. Good to hear that, and well, so far the same here, but, you know, Gotta gotta ride this whole storm out before we can say we did that. Yes, definitely. And and I I'm praying it's gonna be okay. Maybe another week or two we'll see the peak hit finally and yeah. start returning to normal maybe in May, I hope. Yes. So here, here. while we're talking corona, we might as well just start with your newest um project. You released a song and video uh, just recently, within the last few days, I believe it was, a song called Believe, which I'm also side-titling that A Song of Hope um, because it's got such a positive twist during the song. Um, and obviously, you the video you did surrounds what's happening right now with COVID-19. Um, and I, the first thing I just have to ask you, that video was put together so beautifully. Who put that together? That is a gentleman by the name of Ian Fisher. Um, he shot that footage of us playing uh, for the EPK, and we were planning on doing a video, but not that one. And when the lockdown uh, order came in place, and we realized we're not going to be doing anything for a while. I said, well... Maybe we can take believe because the words are so appropriate for what's going on right now. Uh, I said, let's take believe. And I, I played it to Ian over the phone. And I'm like, do you hear if we go this for this and this for this and cut back to the band? I said, we, we can have a pretty cool video and one that might resonate with everybody given present circumstances. So that was it and then he comes back and sends me that two days later and i'm like oh my god <laughs> the guy's a genius honest to god yeah i mean yeah. so that song just to be clear that was written before all this stuff happened this, had, oh, this oh, wasn't yeah. originally Absolutely. written for what's happening now you just no. realized man this song really kind of fits what's happening well now. you know here's the thing the song was written even when it was written um you know, the chorus just came to my head. I wasn't feeling like I had to believe something. It's just I heard it. It was like, you know, somebody above sent the song to me, or at least that part. And when it came time to figure out how to finish the verses, I kind of tried to make the story something that, you know, it, it, it could be universal so anyone could get into it, you know. So when you get to the chorus, it, it could be for anything, not just this horrible thing the world is suffering right now, but you know, it could be you're going on a job interview that you need to get. It could be you're hoping, you know, whatever you have hope for. That's what the song is about really. Gotcha. And it just, I mean, you know, when I sat there and listened, I listened to all the lyrics again, you know, 
Um, and I went, wow, this is just totally appropriate for, for right now. And so that's how that worked. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause I, I suspected it probably wasn't written specifically for this, but that was something I wasn't sure, but the way it's put together that video, absolutely fantastic. Um, and, and the song's great too. Don't get me wrong. It stands on its own too, but, uh, but just the way it, with what's happening and the way that video was, was put together, it's just, uh, it just really resonated with me big time. Ah, well, I really, really appreciate that. We are lucky to have Ian, uh, Ian as part of our team for, uh, this, for this project. Yeah. And so let's talk about this. So this is the Mitch Perry group or are you, are you going by MPG? Yeah. You know, Mitch Perry group. And yeah, I figure, uh, you know, I mean, it's more rather than really, being Mitch Perry's going to shred for you. It's just, a, it's a vehicle for, to get songs out. I, I have all these songs. I mean, I've, this is one album, but I could go in and record you another one right now. I mean, I've got so many songs. Um, and I just wanted to start putting them out there. And I've been playing around, you know, for the last uh, couple of years, I've been doing a uh, Sunday residency at a club down here and, Hermosa Beach and, and I've got an incredible band that is developed over the period of time we played there and that's pretty much what you find on the album are all those guys you know we just we just uh took it from there to here got it yeah and so your band now um if I understand correctly you three front people kind of Keith England Shelley Benet and Kara Turner yeah and that was Keith, obviously, singing on the Believe song. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. And, so, and Shelly uh, sings on Pain, and uh, she sings on Soul Stare. She also sings on Pack It Up and Go. And uh, Kara is the one screaming on Still Miss You, which is one of my favorite vocals ever. And that and that is the one track I haven't gotten to listen to yet. Track number oh. nine. <laughs> it's a cool one. It's a good one. It's good. And then um, and then you on guitar, obviously. And what do you have for a rhythm section? You've got okay. We have Tal Bergman on drums. Tal is uh, late of Billy Idol and uh, and Joe Bonamassa. He's been in Joe's band for the last five years. He recorded Cradle of Love with Billy Idol. Uh, you know, he was in the band back then. In fact, that's when I met him. We've known each other a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, the bass player is Dan McNay, who plays with Jack Russell's Great White. He played Montrose for a while. And uh, Keith England also sang in Ronnie's band for a while. So, you know, and Keith, uh, one of the keyboard players on the record, Ed Roth, was also in Montrose. So, wow. A lot of Montrose. You've got a whole uh, later day Montrose band here, huh? Exactly. So, uh, well, it sounds like a great lineup. Oh, it, it's awesome. We, we've, yeah, we've got some incredible, uh, guests on it. I mean, we got Kachi Reichman and, and King on the horns and, and Doug Pettibone on pedal steel and slide guitar. I mean, a lot of cool things on it. That's awesome. That's awesome. And we were talking a little bit before uh, we started the interview about when this is coming out. So um, people that want to hear the full Mitch Perry record, which 
Did we even give it? Did, did we even mention the title of the album? I don't know that we did. <laughs> I don't. I don't recall hearing it yet. Yeah, I don't think we did. So I know we're kind of jumping around just because I was so excited about the song "Believe." But uh, <laughs> so the <laughs> so the Mitch Perry Group album release um, is going to be called or is called "Music Box," and the "Music Box" album in physical form. We were talking before we started this that that's going to be a while because of the lovely COVID-19. But um, how soon will people be able to find us on iTunes or Amazon Music or any of those places? It Believe is already up for sure. And the album's already in the system. So it's just up to when it pops up there. It should be within the week. Got it. Okay. So that's good. That's good. It should be easy to find. I, I would like to hope uh, by the end of the week, everyone will be able to get any song they want, but it'll just, we'll have to wait a little bit for the hard copy. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. that's a total question mark when that'll be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously we'll find the answer to that after we find out a few more important answers. Right. <laughs> like, when do they let us out of the house? Yes, exactly. But anyway, folks, keep an eye out for that online, at least for now. Music Box, Mitch Perry Group. Um, what else can you tell us about the record? You got a lot, uh, yeah, of, a lot of different variety on there. It's, I, I got to spot check most of it, but I haven't heard the entire thing yet, like I was telling you. Um, it, it definitely rocks, but what would you say about the record? Well, you know, I, I mean... What I tried to do, there there were two things I wanted to accomplish on this record that I miss from modern uh, music. Uh, one, the way people record with Pro Tools now, I mean, they make amazing, perfect, perfect songs. Um, but it lacks that human element to me when everybody's track, you know, you get it sounds sterile sometimes you make it perfect. And, the, and every, you know, I'm, I, the, the magic of music to me is the band playing together, how they play together. And, you know, it's that interplay of instruments uh, that really makes a performance special. It's not one instrument by itself it's how it interacts with the other ones around it mm -hmm. and you know the most magic moments are when they happen in real time between multiple people you know so to that end i decided for this record i was going to not use a click track at all i wanted the songs to breathe like like they do when you hear us play them live. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it, it was a lot easier to do that because of the people I had playing with me. I mean, Tal Bergman has got to be one of the greatest drummers on the planet. And, and anything he plays, it feels good. So that that's half the battle there. Um, but all the songs that you hear on the album, even though there are overdubs on them, the basic track is the band playing live. I mean, we didn't track drums and then go in and put bass and then go in and put rhythm guitar and then put keyboards. Didn't do it that way. So you know, you're you actually got, all present at the same time. All present at the same time. <laughs> that doesn't happen often anymore. It's it's the only way it's going to happen with any of our records. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I mean that. That's why you record them because it, it's a group, not <laughs> the other thing. To me, it's a demo. Hmm. I gotcha. I, I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, that doesn't mean that people haven't made great records that way. Obviously they have, but for, for me no. to get the things that I wanted to get out of this, you know, this is the only way to do it, which is have everyone there and, and have them do something special. Right. Well, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. A record uh, recorded this way does end up no matter how you do it it ends up sounding different than record that's recorded piece by piece in several different places it just does I, maybe yeah. it's maybe it's that camaraderie or like you said you know one musician pushing another musician by you know being there present while they're playing together i don't know but it, it's definitely well, it, different it, it absolutely does because you're responding to the person real time if you're if you're paying attention you know which and, and a big part of being a great musician is not only what you play but it's your ability to listen to what everyone else around you is playing while you're doing that so you can make sure that what you're doing is complementing what's going on around you rather than fighting with it or clashing you know sure um so yeah like i said when when you're doing it there at the same time, you, you you get that magic. You know that that's you know the way the guitars work in the Stones between the two guitar players. Yeah, I, I'm sure they weren't doing that by having Keith come in on one day and and Ronnie on another. Right. But I, I wouldn't know because I wasn't there. But <laughs> yeah, but I think it's safe to surmise that that was not the case. I'm pretty. I would yeah. have to agree with you. Yeah. So on this record too, so you wrote the songs and you're also like the producer where you running the engineering too. Is this all done at no, the studio no, of I, yours I, or? No, uh, I, I was very, very fortunate. Um, Tal, you know, has a studio that he does a lot of film work in. Um, and it's a great studio. It's, it's the place where it was Quincy Jones's old studio and you see some of it and we are the world. Hmm, okay. Anyway, Tal has that, and he had a phenomenal, phenomenally talented engineer named Yossi Shackett, um, who was working with him. And he came in and onto this project, and it, it's like him and I. I'll, I'll never go into a studio without him. Now he was just—he's he, great, and uh, you know he helped uh, helped me uh, keep this all together. Nice, nice. That's good. Did you, did you write the lyrics and the music, or did your uh, singers yeah, I, come I, up with the lyrics? I, no, I wrote everything. Um, there's one, um, "Pack It Up and Go." Uh, Dan and Shelley uh, helped out on some of the lyrics there, but you know, all the songs were. You know, I kind of decided what was going on it before we even started recording. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. And is, and is this, because I think, I think you've done some, if I remember correctly over the years, you've done a couple of things, I think, under your name, Mitch Perry. Well, but, yeah, there, there, there are two. There, the first one was an instrumental record, which actually came out in Japan on the Alpha Brunette label. Mm-hmm. And that was called Wire to Wire. And then there was a second one that came out um and it was not really, to be honest, a Mitch Perry record. Um, 
even though it was sold as that. Um, what it was, I had two bands that I tried to get signed in the early nineties in LA. Um, it was really the, it was really one band, but because we switched singers, we changed the name of it. Um, and the two bands were Bad Boys and 7% Solution. And the core of that band was Sean McNabb and myself and a drummer named Rich Carlson. But when we uh, went to 7% Solution, we uh, switched Paul Shortino for Ralph Sains, who's otherwise known as Michael Starr from Steel Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I had demos that were master quality for both bands. We'd never managed to uh, we'd never managed to get the band signed though. So in '97, um, there was a label, and I think it's out of Chicago, which is why you probably heard this called Pulse Records. And I basically gave them the demos and let them put it out under a Mitch Perry thing because you know, again, they're all songs that I'd written, right? Um, you know, and uh, I wanted to get them out there, and I didn't have enough tracks to do a seven percent, and I didn't have enough tracks to do a bad boy. So, yeah, that's how that second record came out. But that's really what it is. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but this Mitch Perry group, this is definitely the first here. This is the real, yeah, yeah, and uh, hopefully not the last. Well, you just said you have enough for another record, so I think yeah. as soon as this lifts, you know, you guys all need to get together again. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Although you probably want to do some live shows. Is there, were, were you guys talking about before all this oh, corona yeah. broke loose about doing some live dates to support the record? Are you kidding? I, I'm, I was headlining uh, the Hermosa Beach Festival uh, on May 23rd, which... I, I'm pretty sure it will not be happening. Um, and that, that's a drag because that, that's a fun gig. It's right on the beach. They've put a stage oh, up nice. there. You know, it's a big art fair, right? In Hermosa, they close the city down. Mm-hmm. It's a good deal. But uh, unfortunately, we, we're we going to be uh, talking about what might have been that day. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. But you, you, uh, yeah, you guys have any it, thought though for later on? Oh well, um, we're you know, we're we're hopeful that we're gonna be going out and touring. We just got to see how it all plays out at this point. Gotcha. I mean, I, I don't even know what we're doing with Sweet. I mean, they've rescheduled shows, but I mean, realistically, we we have a bunch of uh, of dates scheduled in Canada. Uh, who knows what's going to be going on with the borders in a couple of months, even if they're letting us out of the house. Sure. Yeah, that's true. You know, and so when you get into stuff like that, that's with a band that's already booked. Now, who's going to start booking tours now when you have no idea what's going on later? True. Yeah, there, there, there is just too much uncertainty, isn't there? Yeah, so it's gonna have to it's gonna have to settle down somewhat. But I mean, we have every intention of getting out there. I mean, this band is an incredible band live. I mean, what what I wanted to do, my my whole aim in in doing this band, I I wanted it to be something. I I love the government mules and the jam bands and all that. I, you know, I like playing twenty minute solos as much <laughs> as anybody. Um, I. And what I do on Sundays is exactly that. We, we, we take whatever song we're playing 
And it's an excuse to go on a musical journey somewhere. We start off with a verse and a chorus you recognized. And wherever it goes before we go back to the chorus and get out a song, no one knows. But that's how the band plays on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And what, what I wanted to do is kind of have, okay, I went, you know, for my money, the, you know, those bands are great, but none of them really have really great radio songs. You know, and and I went, what if one of them did? So that's what I tried to do with the record. But if you listen to the record, it's got all sorts of cool outros and, and different, you know, little uh, column rabbit holes in the writing where we can just do a breakdown and, and go on a musical journey and, you know, turn any of these four minute great songs into a 30 minute. Yeah, extravaganza. Journey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and that's what I want to do live. I mean, like I said, it won't be coming to see us just perform the song in four minutes. We will do something very special to whatever we're playing. Right. Yeah. Well, I hope we all get the opportunity to see you passing through our, wherever we live. I hope, at least, if not 2020, maybe by 2021, at least. I hope. <laughs> you and me both. And, Fingers and, crossed. and you mentioned Sweet. We probably should mention the people in case they're not familiar with all the millions of things Mitch Perry is part of. You are in the band, The Sweet, I believe, with one original Sweet member left. I think exactly. the bass player or something, right? Yeah, exactly. Steve Priest. You know, I mean, it's it's a, actually a great band. Um, Paulie Z, who does the uh, Ultimate Jam with me on Tuesdays, is a singer in it. Um, it's, it's a... Uh, it, it's a really, really good uh, show. Um, I mean, of all the bands I played in, uh, all the people I played in, my favorite set probably is the sweet set. I mean, there's not a dog in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there, there's never that moment you're looking down at the set list for what's coming next and going, what was he thinking when he wrote that one? <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's not that moment. It's really, really great songs, and the band performs them well. So it's a fun, fun thing to be a part of. And uh, I'm sure it's got to be fun just to play ballroom blitz, if nothing else, because that song is just always fun. Absolutely, and and like it's the way uh, the way Andy uh, Andy Scott plays is just we must come from the same influences because everything he plays is like I go I listen to it I go wow that's exactly what I would have done it's just I love playing the stuff it comes so natural Mm -hmm. yeah so now um so sweet and then you play with Lita Ford as well but is sweet your most is that you know what keeps you the busiest I guess are you working well yeah no I haven't played with Lita I haven't played with Lita since 2014, but um, Sweet is who I tour with. And then, you know, like I said, I'm I'm busy during the week here, you know, either doing gigs locally or if we have to fly out for fly dates, you mm-hmm. know, I'm out there. Uh, but I stay busy with the gigs around here in sessions and, uh, you know, and, and then touring with Sweet. And hopefully uh, when all this clears up, we'll add the MPG to the list of things we're doing on the road. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I did. Yeah. I didn't know how, you know, I didn't know how you, how your schedule is. Yeah, I, I don't even know, to be honest, how many dates a year sweet does anymore. So <laughs> we, we, 
end up doing about 50. You know, it's yeah. not, it's not, it's not a ton, 50 to 60, but it, it, it keeps, keeps us busy enough. Right. You know? Right. Could always be busy. I mean, this is the thing. I don't want to be super busy on it because I don't, I, I really do enjoy doing it. So I don't want it to conflict with anything else that might arise. So, sure. you know, right, right now everything's good. You know, it's, yeah. we'll hope it stays that way. Yep. Let's hope. Let's hope. So what else you got going on uh, coming up? Anything then, or are you just kind of riding this storm out and uh, see, you know, breaking yeah, in later, it, what am I going to do next? <laughs> that's pretty much it. I mean, as I said, we can't even really do any advanced planning on anything because you, you can't plan on anything when you don't know it's happening uh, tomorrow. So we're just here kind of taking advantage of this time to go out and, tell anyone who will listen about the album and, uh, you know, try and get people's appetite for it, wet it up. And when we're finally allowed to go back out and play, uh, hopefully, uh, there'll be a nice big demand for it. Right. Right. Okay. Well then that's pretty much everything you got going on currently, but I have to ask one question I've always wondered about. Um, I remember reading a long time ago and now I read it again just recently about, when you started your music career, not your car racing career, that was pretty <laughs> awesome too, but your uh, music career, um, s- somehow Pat Thrall was the guy that got you going, it sounded like. Um, and I was curious, you know, I know you're from Florida originally, but how did you know Pat Thrall? Because that's another guitar player I really liked when he played with Pat Travers. Uh, my favorite. Um, well, I was living in South Florida and Pat Travers lived in Coconut Grove, which is in South Florida. And he recorded his records at a place called Quad Radio, um, which is in South Florida. Now, the band that I played in at the time was called The Kids. And the club we played at, the Tight Squeeze Club, is where you would go if you were you know, a major rock band in town for recording or playing a concert at the Sportatorium. He'd come out and hang out at the place we played. And Pat took a shining thrall to the way I played guitar, and he mm. sent a tape of me out to uh, Alfonso Johnson, who was looking for a guitar player in L.A. for his project. And lo and behold, he liked what I did on the tape, and I was flown out here in January 80 uh, because of Pat Thrall. Wow. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. I always wondered how that connection came to be because, like I say, Pat Thrall uh, was a guy I, you know, I used to follow when he was active playing with Pat, and then when he did the record with Glenn Hughes and yeah, the Hughes Thrall record, what an yeah. amazing record! Oh, Muscle yeah. of Blood, what a great song! Yeah, yeah. So that's how that came to be. Yeah, interesting. And then sometime after that, somehow the band Heaven formed then too, right? Because I know we used what? to play Heaven on my old radio station. Okay, well, Heaven was an Australian band that basically was formed a singer Alan Fryer had kind of gotten a gig for ACDC when uh, Bond had passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, the Albert brothers who produced this stuff up until then had said Alan's going to be the guy and and they, the brothers were meeting with different producers in England, and Mutt Lang gave them Brian Johnson. And, you know, 
that's ultimately what happened. But ACDC's manager at the time, Michael Browning, then signed Alan to a, a management deal and put a new band together with him and Mark Evans, who is one of the original members of ACDC. Right. So those two guys formed Heaven. They came over here and they did a couple of albums. Um, I think Mark left after the first one. Um, after the second one, they all went back to Australia. Alan came back and reformed the band and signed with Lieber and Krebs Management. And that's where I became involved. Ah, I see. Yes. Yeah, I just re- I, uh, I just remember knocking on Heaven's Door. I remember we used to play that yeah. song, and then, of course, later Guns N' Roses did it, too. Um, but I remember that album in particular we used to play a lot of the tracks off of. Well, thank you uh, belatedly, but thank you for playing those. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> they knew you were involved in that. And then Talis, uh, you, you were on the live Speed on Ice record. Uh, the live one, but did, were you on Sink Your Teeth into that too? I can't remember. No, no, that, that was really a completely different band. Uh, you know, Billy had with Talis at the in the original form. It was a three piece with uh, a guitar player named Dave Constantino and a drummer named Paul Varga. And I guess Billy basically, you know, let them go and got an entire new lineup together for when I. When I joined, it was still now and Mark Miller in the band. And I did that live record, but I only ended up staying in the band not really much longer than half a year after that because I got the heaven offer and it, it was, it just made a lot more sense to go there because we were signed to Columbia and sure. we were managed by Lieber and Krebs. It, it looked like a no brainer. How can we miss? Well, right. <laughs> Tune in, we'll tell you that story. And, and Lieber and Krebs, Aerosmith was just getting back together with the original lineup around, probably well, at the yeah, same time. But, they, but they, that was one of the things that kind but of. Lieber and Krebs was probably out of Aerosmith at that point, now that I think about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, Tim Collins had taken them over. And, That's right. And one thing I found was we probably suffered a little bit for that because instead of being, you know, being able to use them as our big powerful friends it was like people who wanted to get even when the oh the management might have taken it out on heaven a little bit mm-hmm. well, that's unfortunate yeah but yeah i mean then again this is so long ago who knows really right right yeah i gotcha okay well mitch i guess um we've covered it i suppose i guess we're not We've got a lot to talk about with this new record, but more so, I guess, once it comes out and I can start playing the heck out of all the tracks. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we, I will definitely, uh, I will get you the uh, copy of uh, Jumpin' Jack Clash. I want you to hear that because uh, it, it's a it's a real neat song. So, um, you know, we, we'll definitely make sure you have that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, great record. So um, maybe we'll talk to you again when things uh, get back to normal. Maybe you'll have some tour dates or something you can tell us about down the road a, a piece. As soon as I know, you will be the second. Perfect. Perfect. So everybody, we're talking to Mitch Perry, or we have been talking to Mitch Perry. New album, Mitch Perry Group. The album is called Music Box. And again, 
Because of this unprecedented time, we don't have an exact release date for physical copy and probably not 100% even for downloads, but keep your eyes out for it, and I'll definitely post it on the Radio Bypass pages as soon as I know I see it in any of these uh, downloadable forms, and uh, definitely check it out because I got to hear most of it, and I got to tell everybody, fantastic record. And for now, if you haven't watched the video for the song Believe that I put on our social media pages, I know Mitch has it on his as well. Check that out. Fantastic song, but also just perfect with the video. Um, thanks for joining us, Mitch. You have a good rest of the day. Thanks for having me. Look forward to speaking with you again. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Take care. So there's my conversation with Mitch Perry from the other day. Great interview and a great album. This Music Box album is just fantastic. So just before the interview started, you heard the song Believe from the upcoming Music Box album. And now I just want to wrap things up with one more tune off this great upcoming album. So I'm going to leave you with another song from Music Box. This is Jumpin' Jack Flash. Have a good day. Crossfire hurricane